Oh, yes. What's happening, everybody? Welcome on in. That is the Check Your Brain podcast. If you are watching this on Rumble, if you're watching this on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Tony Mazer, three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, you get different tiers of my podcast, yada, yada, yada. And every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts, that's my podcast. That's my little plug. I'm so tired of it. Every time I open my show, I'm horrible with promotion. I am horrible at this, so I may as well just, but I go, all right, Here, here's my podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get on with the show. My guest this week is somebody that I actually have to hang out with very recently. We did a show together. She's a previous podcast guest uh, last year, but she was just, um, she was dating some guy named Gino, and now they're engaged, and people are wondering, is this a work or not? Well, you did show off your tattoo in the last one. I didn't get a chance to see it in person, but I didn't get a chance to see either of your tattoos. But that is Keanu Thompson, who, uh, by the way, I'll have to, I'll put this one up here. Proof that we did meet. There we, we are. Did. We did. We met in person. We It was a bacchanal. Very fun. That, that was about at the end of the night for, well, it should have been the no- end of the night for everybody. I think mm-hmm. this was after the uh, the little brawl in the Borgata bar. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, because I was drunker than I remember. No, I it, it, so much happened. It was it was a whirlwind. So, <laughs> well, before we get to talking um, about that, let's get the plugs. I always do what what I call the sandwich plugs. Um, you know, where can we find you? What's your YouTube? Where's uh, you know, you do you do a couple of podcasts at this point now? Uh, yes. So I'm live on my YouTube channel. It's Keanu C. Thompson. Subscribe. It's Keanu Cast Wednesdays, and but I'm live Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So subscribe there. Um, hit the like button. Uh, Any shows coming up? Uh, whether just you or you and Chrissy, you and Lila, you on the road. Uh, me and um, well, my we are me and Chrissy are at the Dojo of Comedy. I'm opening for her there uh, in Morris Plains, New Jersey at the Dojo of Comedy um, at TIFFs on the 24th of February. Get your tickets right. now because they will sell out. And then the night before that, I am with uh, Gino in New Jersey somewhere. Go to my Instagram, Keanu C. Thompson, or my Twitter to find the exact um, uh, um, place that we will be. And then I believe I'm in on the 18th on Saturday I am in another place in New Jersey at Rich Carucci's room so uh just again just Keanu C Thompson for all of the info I'm not great with the uh with the goings on but the 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 very important one definitely come see me and Chrissy um it's one of her last time I mean she's about to give birth so that's right she might give birth on stage absolutely I hope she does well no somebody should yell is there a doctor in the house (laughs) Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it would go viral. It would be iconic. So, yeah, come on out to that, guys. Yeah, as if she doesn't need any more excuses to go viral. You two have gotten yourselves in so much trouble with uh, we talked about in the uh, by the way, I don't I'm trying not to reference things we did on the last podcast, but you folks can go look it up on your own. The the airport situation that uh, uh, yes, you, yes. you were you were disrobed at the airport and everything. But yeah. And then then uh, Chrissy's going viral for things uh, over and over again. And by proxy, you're attached to it. It seems to happen to us quite often. And it's I always say it's not Murphy's law. It's Keanu's law. It's uh, anything that can go wrong with Kiki will go wrong with Kiki. But uh, but not wrong. You know, we just uh, we're interesting humans and we tend to she especially we tend to go viral that it just happens. Well, you have your Keanu cast sign in the background and I have my on air light. There's a reason why mine's not on, because this is what it looks like. How do you get yours to key? Right now, it looks like a floating orb behind me. I had a couple of people in Atlantic City say, Tony, I listen to your podcast. I watch it. But why is your on-air light sign off? Do you have a a key light on you right now? Uh, I have a key bump. In front of you? (laughs) I do have a... let Let me try this one. Turn this off. See, it's still... It still looks like shit. Oh, my, before my show last night, I was because I've moved Kiki Lou Studios. I still have my um my Upper East Side apartment. So I have a studio there. And now this is Bisconti's apartment, which eventually I will fully move into. But I was having I almost wanted to I just wanted to rip something uh like a piece of paper. I, last night, I couldn't get it. The damn neon sign really is uh very annoying. But you have to just get the lights exactly correct. But that just right. Time, 
You might have hmm. to just move it up. It can't be in the way of your key light, and then you may have to angle the key light down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try this live. You keep talking. Go ahead. Yes. If you see when you got up, you can see the air now. Um, if you angle the still, it's still no, that's I don't even know what's worse. Going on here. Yes, yes, it's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks like a snuff film. Who knows? No. Um, and it's a yeah. I, I suggest I, moving it up and then angling your key light in front of you down. That's uh seems to work. But I'm even pissed off about the glowing around mine. So you know, I'm not a technology human, but uh, let's see. It's a, it's a good thing I'm doing this live on the air when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyways, People anyways, like how let's get to the podcast, good. shall we? Yes. <laughs> Um, so before we get into, I want, we'll talk a little more about Atlantic city and the dabble first, but there was something I saw recently that, uh, we had kind of known about, we'd heard about this story and that is Rachel Dolezal. You know who she is? Absolutely. I do. So Rachel Dolezal for folks who remember, she was the white lady who would kink her hair up and pretend she's a black lady to be in some chapter of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington. Then she got found out like a couple of other race grifters because uh, apparently there's no no more white privilege out there that you have to pretend to be black. So <laughs> he got found out and she's had to go and do OnlyFans now. But then she Rachel became- Rachel Dolezal, are you kidding me? Is doing oh, OnlyFans? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I want to uh, put this up here. This is the, one of the cleaner photos that I'll share here. But mm. uh, there she is on uh, a picture of her OnlyFans. Interesting. Are we sure this is an AI? No, this is truly her. Apparently, she has a, a big old ass tattoo there. Well, she's stilly. She's stilly. She really still is leaning into the um, I'm a, a, a African-American lady thing uh, when she's not. But uh, you know what? I mean, I have an OnlyFans. You could subscribe to it if you want to. Um, uh, but it's it's uh, it's a touch boring. But uh I don't oh, it's not like not... this. You're not wearing. You're not going to wear the high heels and uh, put put yourself in blackface. <laughs> I'm a bit clumsy with the heels, and no, I would not do uh, blackface. Absolutely not. Um, but that's weird that she's continuing on with that. Um, well, she had uh, apparently she had launched it in 2021, and uh, things kind of went by the wayside. She wasn't making the kind of money that she was anymore. You know, grifting for and pretending that she's black didn't really get her as far. So she figured, why not? Uh, it, she's, it, I don't know. She just decided to start doing an OnlyFans, and then she became a teacher. But I've seen stories of teachers having OnlyFans and they get found out. Maybe the students go like, oh, you see Miss Miss Crabtree over here has she has an OnlyFans. And Crabtree. I don't really see that it's because it, it, there's like a morality clause in some places that can go for it. But I don't understand how she would get fired because she's selling her nudes. Uh, why, why does it only seem to work in comedy that uh, you can get away with doing your <laughs> well, because no one cares doing your about job. us. Yes. Also, yeah, OnlyFans, I think, I mean, a lot I, a lot of female comedians I know have OnlyFans, and it's more of a, a, a accessory to comedy. Will I do that forever? I probably will not walk down the aisle with an OnlyFans. But um, it's like more, you like the chick on the podcast or you like the chick on the show. If you want to see something a touch sexier than my Instagram, I hate even calling myself sexy, but uh. I don't know why people subscribe, but they do. For her, if her job isn't a teacher, then I guess she's just doing OnlyFans now in blackface. So, but it, it's is it our uh, maybe not getting into the mind of a somebody who would subscribe to an OnlyFans, but I can see the novelty of it. Like when Denise Richards announced that, uh, that I'm 50 years old and I'm going to have an OnlyFans, and I think a lot of people would go, "Look, it's Denise Richards." I remember watching her in Wild Things. She was getting it from behind by, by right. Matt Dillon. And this was great. And uh, and then uh, a couple of other people. Well, there was the Cash Me Outside girl who was just basically looking ahead her, at her calendar going, I'm going to be 18 in about 15 days. So gentlemen, start your engines. And as soon as that clock struck midnight, here she is on OnlyFans. And I again, I think it was more of the novelty of it. So I'm wondering if people are going to Rachel Dolezal's 
uh, her OnlyFans just to say, hey, that's the woman who pretended she was black. And then you stay and you go, hmm, she's showing her butthole off now, too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to re-up another month. Well, it's the people. It's a good way to make a lot of money quick, I suppose, if you have a bunch of fame for doing something like Rachel Dolezal did, which is completely bizarre. But then I would venture to say that she'll a lot of the people that subscribed will drop off many of them, probably most of them. But then she could keep a fan base that just really is obsessed and wants to look at her. And then just this weird curiosity of like, well, let's. Rachel Dole is all doing. If you, you know, Google her, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I there's a lot of money to be made on the Internet, I guess. Is she yeah, doing mis- like full full on like porn on there? Uh, from what I heard, I, I think I saw a couple of leaked photos and it was full on like she's bending over with nothing on. And you you, you basically see all the way up, uh, all the way to the back of her teeth. <laughs> Well, I hope I hope I hope she's charging enough or uh, maybe, you know, the 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 paid for pictures to one person or whatever, what have you. Um, Well, you know, I I I suppose after some sort of debacle like that, I don't knock I don't knock her at all. I knock her for doing blackface. (laughs) But she's leaning into it. So or or you could be the opposite and say, like, look, uh, you know what? I don't mind the whole blackface thing, but I put my foot down with a high heeled shoe. Of, how, how dare she do OnlyFans? But uh, well, it, it, you know, with you having one, but now you're also engaged. Now, I understand that you, you're, you're trying to make that transition out of it. But getting into it, I'm assuming having something like that, you get on the radar of Kevin Brennan and the, mm-hmm. you know, the New York comedy scene. So you do probably have a couple of people who are curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, were you afraid of leaks at all? No, oh, they leak my Kevin Brennan himself has leaked my photos. <laughs> yes. Literally, I couldn't care. I, I well, I mean, as a former friend of his, um, it's like, you know, trolls on the internet are going to steal your photos and it is unequivocally stealing your photos 100% if it's behind a paywall and then you screenshot and post them. And it's even worse if you, if it's like a one specific photo that you paid even more for and you screenshot them and post them, you know, trolls on the internet are going to do it. And I'm not going to like, what am I going to do? I mean, who, who, what, 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 but it's more somebody that was a friend of yours it's just low down dirty to yeah. do that to somebody to to somebody that like i've been on his show a hundred times um he doesn't like me for god knows why now but it's uh it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth but i'm like you know what you've seen kate winslet's tits too you've seen mm-hmm. jennifer lawrence's tits as well like we all He's seen sarah stuff. silverman's We've seen Sarah Silverman's tits long, we, long before long before the rest of us have. I know. I think I my brain like my bandwidth for this stuff is different than other people's. It's more shocking, and it's like, <gasps> I'm like, okay, that's just really weird that you would do that. But my but parents also you don't can't... give a shit. What do I care? Right. Well, yeah, and uh, yeah, you're you, and you do the show with your mom too. So that's that's right. your, your mom. Your mom is crazy. Your mom makes you seem downright conservative. <laughs> she got the tattoos. It's... You I know, know. It's, it, it's it's fantastic. You get you guys doing the show together. And uh, but that's that it. was a thing, though. It's not like you were a, 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 like a church going like virgin going into this universe. You were doing a show. You and Alan were doing a show called This Week in Sex. So right. it's not like it's like, whoa, can you believe it's like, yeah, I probably could believe that. Right. And, and also, I like I don't knock the people that do um or any of the women, they're making bank. I don't make far as much money as I used to. When I first started OnlyFans, it's because people are like, oh, we got to see what she's doing on there. Now it's like, it's just extra money in the bank. Um, but, and I'm not, let me be clear, I suppose. Gino doesn't have any, like, issue with it. If um, I just probably will stop it because I feel bad for not keeping up with it enough. And then maybe <laughs> I'm just doing more now. I'm touring and, um, um, you know, it's streaming. I'm like, 
I don't really want to rob these people of it anymore. But Gino is like, I don't care. It's completely fine. And then, yeah, you do get you get a lot of flack for um, being married and then having an OnlyFans because it has a negative connotation. But if I want to like I do a cooking stream on Saturdays, right? I just started that. Um, but if I wanted to put that on OnlyFans, I could. Yeah, that you, was you the can one do thing whatever that... you want on there. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting like railed or something. Don't knock the women that do. What, wasn't it a couple years it. ago that OnlyFans was trying to say like, hey, guys, we're trying to get out of the sex business. You're like, yeah, good luck. How did it work for Playboy when they said, yeah, we're, we're not going to do any more nipples and anything. We're going to take that out. We're See, we're a regular lad magazine. And yeah, that didn't really work out too well for them. It was hilarious because the, all the um, OnlyFans people, they flipped out. They're like, oh, my God. What are we going to do? I'm like, well, I guess if this is over, you know, I mean, you may see half of a nipple on mine and, and I've gotten less and less, it's been less and less nudity, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think the last I post mean, you showed a little bit of your leg. <laughs> see, you, 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 exactly. hiked, you hiked up your gingham skirt. <laughs> exactly. It was just my it was me and my apron and then a nipple slipped out. I don't know. No, it was it's just funny because then they obviously felt like. I think they were trying to go like, oh, let's make this like um, Patreon or one of those other websites where it's like, oh, we'll be a little bit more above board. They quickly went back on that because they knew this is what this is for. You can do whatever you want on it, but it's so inc incredibly popular because if it's somebody you already like and you want to see them maybe in um something in, in a little less clothes or all the way to getting railed then that so they they would have they it that would have been a terrible business decision for them so yeah well and then also with you doing stuff in this universe were you, uh, you know we we did the we did the weekend in atlantic city and it was pretty crazy out there yeah. Um, we, us 30 somethings, as I said in the message to you, uh, we were the mature people. We we're just hanging out in our thirties, having a couple of drinks, telling some jokes. And that was about it. And then you're seeing men who are, uh, can, are uh, they're at the age that they can get free coffee from Wendy's. <laughs> they're having brawls and throwing drinks in a bar. So when you got into this, because I've I've heard of you since you were going on, I think you were going on uh, Burning Bridges at the time when you and Alan were up there and yeah. creepy blind Brian was uh, would have you on his show and stuff like that. So I, I've kind of seen you in this uh, universe the past couple of years. And were you prepared for what you would eventually came out? Was it something that you had to be maybe taken in that maybe Gino or somebody had to say, look, this can be a very toxic universe. The what's now known, thank you, Chrissy, is the dabble verse. Yeah. Uh, were you prepared for something like this or was this just like, look, this is just something else that goes on 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 the Internet and people are bringing it on board and they're they're blurring the lines between reality and the Internet? Well, I am a I guess I'll put it like this. The reason I know Gino is because I, Alan uh, was like, do you want to come on Burning Bridges with me? Right. That's Kevin um, Brennan, um, who is the far less successful um, um, older brother of Neil Brennan, in case anybody's wondering. He's far less successful. He's very uh, much not even a comedian anymore. But when he did that show there, it's the same network that uh, Gino works at. But I just... I, I'm a fan of reality TV, so I, I don't mind the the meanness or like the vitriol or anything, anything like that. And Kevin Brennan, I'm sorry, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. He um, in real life is not such a monster, um, <laughs> but nobody prepared me for it, but I know how to handle myself. I'm like confident in who I am. And I'm like, if you don't like me. What the fuck do I care? That's fine. That's perfectly fine with me. So no, no one prepared me for it. But it is kind of weird when I mean the the fans of the Dabbleverse, uh, they really obsessed over things. So, uh, but no, I I mean I couldn't I couldn't care less. I don't have like a family that's gonna go. Well, what are you doing with your career? 
Yeah, you got blocked by blocked Kevin. Oh, yeah. That was after he posted a naked photo of me. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, and I well, didn't even block him. I I, I didn't report him. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was just like, I just woke up one morning and I'm like, dude, really? Uh, So. It was weird. I did a podcast on this uh, just this. Well, well the week we're recording this because it's going to go out pretty soon. It's going to go out next week. Yeah. Um doing a so recapping what was going on in this whole dabble verse and my my belief with this is it really well my history goes way back towards the howard stern opie and anthony days and it just takes on a life of its own after that because at least when you're doing regular radio the fans can get involved sometimes they can mess with a a reporter and put like you suck on on something behind them or yell at them when they're doing a live thing or flipping them off or showing their tits or whatever. That's one thing. And that's about as far as it goes. But when you get the fans involved that have an opportunity to dox you that have Mm -hmm. uh, chances of making burner accounts to try to ruin people's career and get them to say whatever, or probably even worse is that they have the ability to send super chats to different live stream shows. And those hosts are beholden to those super chats. They're like, well, there's a $20 here. I better read this on the air, even if it's insulting towards me. And you go, that's not really how it should be, but we're kind of all in this universe now. And it's um, it's something that uh, preparing my wife for the weekend saying, yeah, there's this guy's name's Patrick Melton and apparently stuttering John's here at this thing. And it's... Um, it's it's tough to tell people. Uh, and, and the other thing, uh, the reason I did that podcast is uh, I have enough people who are on my Patreon and listen to my show that say, when you are talking about I, who's, I don't know who Ray DeVito is. I don't know who this onion guy, who's the potato, who's the puppet, who are these people? And there's an I, orange in the mix now. There's a I, corn, there's an orange, the there's all these uh, characters and names and guys dressing up as your fiance and right which i found hilarious so did he he literally saw a picture of that and he thought it was him for five minutes i'm like it's not you (laughs) i'll I'll have to find that really quick it's really funny it does really look like gino and but all of this goes on and you kind of just shrug your shoulders and you say i don't know where to go from here culminating with again two 60 year old men arguing and fighting with each other and throwing cups of of and drinks and getting kicked out of a casino. And I remember you saying this the last time I was on your program, you were like, well, we're sort of, we're not in that. I, I try and keep my show, not um, dabble versy, but everyone's we're adjacent while, to the universe. We're adjacent. You said, yes, uh, we're, and I would like nothing more than to stay out of it. I would have never gone to AC had I not been I don't know how I got even dragged into it but I'm like I'll go do the show I don't care and I have this morbid curiosity of like I have to go see what's going to go on if I'm here so no uh Keanu cast is not a member of the Dabbleverse because the fans that listen to either uh you or I if you start talking about it uh, many of them are like what is this? <laughs> we don't, we don't really get it. Um, or they don't really get it because it's like, it's this strange corner of the internet um, that is fascinating, but it's definitely not. It's also not a lot of people. Mainstream, right? We're really talking to probably a thousand people. Let's it's be honest. 1,000 people. It's 1,000 people and maybe 10 of them with a bunch of money that just. Money launder <laughs> like, back and forth. Right. And I don't mind. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Yes, of course I watch um, a lot of it, but I don't let it consume my life. And I feel like it's a really sad way to live. Uh, Like Patrick Melton, I find him hilarious. He's been, uh, I mean, he said terrible things about me as well. Uh, John DiCaprio with Win by Two. I also find him hilarious. Also has said horrible things about me, but I, I, it doesn't even bother me. I have this weird thing where it just makes me laugh. And people like people on my streams, if I talk about it, they're like, how Keanu, Kiki, don't don't laugh at this. I'm like, why not? It's funny. I correct them when they're wrong. Um, but in which they um, a lot of times are. But if I'm being entertained by it, it doesn't really bug me that much. So 
the way I the way I see it is for me personally is having a broadcasting background and then doing this is I give people variety just a break in the fourth wall for people right Chad and I will do our Mondays with Mazer Mm -hmm. that morphed from um, we're doing a podcast or that was based on our phone calls when the lockdowns happened a few years ago we're going crazy about comedy clubs being closed he's like how about we just do this as a podcast now it's taken on you know, what's Steel Toe doing today? Let's snipe stream yeah. stuttering John. Let's do this. And so I have people on my Patreon who are like, I, I don't, I just don't listen to the Monday show. But then there are people who only listen to the Monday show who yeah. will be on the Patreon. So my thing is I have to massage so many different backs. And I think that's the the best way for me right now. Maybe not business wise, right. maybe not monetarily, but for me, I'm thinking in the long term, this can't go on for forever first of all they're they're all translucent old men they're going to die eventually and probably <laughs> far before you or i do so well, we we drank right. with them last week they were all they couldn't pick themselves up after the end of the show i know and i like i don't have a bad word to say about really any of them even chad i disavow um the things he's said about my uh i mean chrissy at this point is like one of my best friends in the world but he even when we had a conversation about that at dinner, um, he's like, N- I know that was completely over the line. And um, and I appreciated that. But at the same time, Chrissy doesn't care if we go and do a show with him uh, because I don't inherit other people's grudges. Neither does she. Uh, but no, it, that is the only thing that about Chad that puts a bad taste in my mouth. Other than that, I find him to be like a lovely human being he's always actually been uh, pretty nice to me so he's uh maybe a little bit maybe he's maybe he's a little bit too lost in the dabble verse just for his own good he could do maybe what we're doing and try and get out of it a bit i don't know but well he's he's admitted he's like i don't know where to go from here mm-hmm. he's so far into it that I, and I understand that, that it's tough because he'll want to do a, an interview with, let's say, uh, John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazard, And you'll just have people in the comments saying, why did you hear what Steel Toe said today? And right. you just go, where do you go from here? So that's why for me that, you know, you and I are talking and then I'll rip on the news in the next podcast. And I have another guest on and then the Chad podcast and it's all over the place. So the way I look at it is, all, all this is, is a big promotion for our podcast and everything. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You're going to get a bunch of different things. And right. I had somebody recently who was in the Dabbleverse. Uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning it again, but on my YouTube page, I interviewed somebody who had a book about one of the three stooges. It was Shemp. Mm-hmm. And he said, who cares about Shemp? Why? No one cares about him. He's been dead for 60 something years. Oh, 70 years. And I said, I'm not going to sit here and talk about uh, what Patrick Melton did on his show today. That's right. boring to me. I, I I don't care. I don't even know. I, I, I didn't even see Patrick. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with anybody. I, I said this before. I only have one person that I have an issue with in the Dabbleverse. I'm not mentioning his name at all. It's And by the way, not Stevie Lou. It's not Ski Mask. It's not any of the Jim Stansel. It's not any of those people. So keep guessing for folks who want to know who's sending me messages. My whole thing is, Visconti. I'm just kidding. He's not. Yes, exactly. No, it was uh, it was uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of weird people from compound. It was Bill Schultz. That's who I don't like. I'm just really I love Bill. Bill. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, oh, he has nothing to do with it. He was Kevin Brennan's first um, target, actually. First feud. Uh, Yeah. First big feud. Oh, my God. I love Bill Schultz. Now, Bill's Bill's a great guy. I've I've hung out with him a little bit, too. I actually want to get him on my podcast, too. Uh, But Doing this, I said, I did radio for 15 years. I interviewed, uh, I remember in local yokel Akron, Ohio, I did a radio interview. I was filling in for somebody and it was a news show. And there was, uh, I think it was a, a pony. I'm not kidding. This it was a story of a local pony that was like a miniature that they would bring to children's hospitals to, and, you know, kids are dying, kids have cancer, whatever. And they would bring this pony around. It was a really cute story for like a quick news thing. And they said the, and the pony had passed away. They wanted me to get the owner of the stable on to talk for 10 minutes about a fucking pony. And now, you're like, I'll do it. <laughs> Fine. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But 
I did interviews of things that I didn't want to, I didn't care that much about. And look, that cute story, everything, but I didn't, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I have an opportunity. I have the autonomy of having my own podcast. So mm -hmm. I like the Three Stooges. So God damn it, I'm going to interview someone who has a book about the Three Stooges. Then I'll talk about something else. I'm not going to let random people dictate what direction I go with my podcast. This mm -hmm. is mine. I'm my own producer. I didn't have a producer say, hey, uh, can you get Keanu? Uh, Keanu, uh, my uh, my client, my host, Tony, is there, have my people call your people. No, my whole thing is I want to talk to people that I want to talk to, and I want to talk about things that only I want to talk about. And if that Absolutely. means that, yeah, it, it, there's so many other podcasts. I just tell people, if you don't like it, I'm, there's plenty of competition out there. There's the door. Right. I mean, I'm like, if you don't like me, if if, if you don't like me, they stay for Mickey, my mom. So honestly, the, the, but we we very rarely touch on it. She honestly gets mad if I bring it up because, of course, she hates, you know, uh, people <laughs> talking shit about me where I find it wildly entertaining. Um, but no, we don't touch on it like uh, for the most part. But I do have that morbid curiosity, but I don't sit there and snipe stream. I can't do it like and yes, my podcast is live. But um, yes, there it is. Um, uh, yes, and I had stuttering John on that, but that is basically as far as it gets. Um, believe me, if um, if like, and I guess I've had uh, John DiCaprio on a couple of times too, because at this point I feel like he's a friend of mine. I've like turned his uh, brain around on on what he feels about me, so it's very rare that we like talk about it a lot, but. Um, if I want to talk about like tonight, probably, cause I'm doing the show by myself. If I want to talk about the Cleveland balloon disaster, which I'm going to talk about the Cleveland balloon disaster. Yeah. And if people like, like, uh, like me, they'll stick with me. So it's a better way to be because it's, uh, like you, you have a, prof well, I don't, but you do a uh, professional, like, uh, background in radio. You're like, I can't please everyone. And you can't. I mean, look at Joe Rogan's podcast. I look at his his podcast is a great barometer, at least before it, because I don't use Spotify when I listen to podcasts. His whole thing is he would have about four podcasts a week that would be two, three, four, five hours long. I wouldn't listen to every single podcast. I'm I like Joe Rogan. I like his content. I like his guests. I like what he has to say, but I don't like every guest. And sometimes there would be a guest on that I'd be like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And it's a dud. I could probably skip through it. And then others that would be a horticulturalist. Yeah, Do I really want to hear this? And it turns into being very interesting. So you never know. And the whole thing with Joe was, look, I'm doing my show. I've got plenty of content out there. You can dabble at it. You can watch all of them. You could watch one of them. And I would say that for all the out of 10 podcasts, I used to listen to probably four of Joe's and that's fine. That's what it's about. Yeah. There's sometimes I'll be honest. I watched in hot water, probably every episode until Aaron Berg left. Yeah. Because it just, I, I thought him and Gino had an, a really, really good chemistry. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a shame that was being shown. I think the show is great, obviously. I, I'm not just saying that. I am not one to lie. I think the show is great um, with what it is now, especially with Gino and his dynamic with um, uh, Garrett and Steve is fantastic. But uh, it is a shame that um, uh, Aaron left, but it evolved into something that might not be for you, but maybe it brought other people in or or what have you. But people come and go. You have to have longevity, I feel like, not um, and you have to evolve. If we're all just going to sit here and be like, well, we're going to talk about this one thing and create. There's only so much drama you can create but from behind your webcam. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, how how much longer can not that I shit on them either. I love Bob Levy and and, and uh, Shuli and, and what have you. How much longer can they just do an entire network of, of shitting on stuttering John. I mean, that's it's again, it's a tough pivot. That's why they right. do another show. They do that BS show to right. talk about something else because they can have one show dedicated to John. Yeah, the problem is true. sometimes when it blends in, there's mm -hmm. an old uh, Mondays with Mazer we had with uh, where I, I put the Gino headband on just Oh for my him. God. 
Oh my gosh, there's two Genos there. <laughs> well, there was there was no there was somebody in the background there too. But and uh, where I won't, I won't in the hell? Where in the hell is Gino? Oh, was it Alex? <laughs> yeah, it was a hotel room. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Alex got up and uh, briefly showed us a little something, something. But uh, you know, my biggest fan. Oh my god. <laughs> and she showed it without an OnlyFans subscription too. So there. There's that. By the way, speaking of speaking of Gino, uh, last time I had you on, you guys were just only dating, though you got your tattoos. Um, but now you're engaged. Yeah. And once again, just like a lot of things in this compound media, MLC, Dabbleverse universe, is people are wondering, is this a work? Do they really care about each other? Or is this just like some kind of clout chasing thing? Well, I can say with good authority, being there at dinner, you guys really do care about each other. Well, this isn't a work. This isn't one of those. Other. This isn't one of those cases where you're just using him just to get stage time, and he's just using you for well, God only knows what. That you guys actually have a very good, like off stage, off camera, off microphone rapport to you. Right. Well, if anything, it's a detriment to my career to, <laughs> to be engaged to Gino. My God, I'm just teasing you, Bisconti. Um. No, we've always gotten along. We dated lunatics before each other, but we had always been hooking up through the years. And we just worked together. That's the long and short of it. And we really, we're madly in love. And that sounds repulsive. And I cringe when I even say it, but he does nothing but just build me up. I do nothing but tear him down. And it just it just works. You know what I mean? I don't tear him down. I love him. But um, no, I I it's the easiest relationship I ever had. And people go like, oh, my God, how could you say that? He's so annoyed or whatever. But he you don't know how he is when we're at home. Annoying as well. But. I find him entertaining and um, we it's different from other relationships where you don't just we we don't we don't not support each other. There even even though we're both comedians, th there's no weirdness there. You know, is it well? Because that's the one thing about dating a coworker. And when you know, my wife my wife and I worked in broadcasting at the same time for a number of years, but we didn't work in the same field and we didn't work at the same station. So yeah. The one thing that helped us is we would get home and when she would say she had a stressful day, I know where she's getting at it. It's not like I'm a, you know, a, I'm an electrician or I'm somebody who's up on the, you know, I'm a lineman for the county. I'm the Wichita lineman and right. I'm breaking my back. I zap myself a couple of times. I got a bad sunburn, everything. And then she's like, well, I was really stressed because the phone wouldn't stop ringing. I'd be like, you want to know about stress? You should see what I had to go through. And I don't know how well that works in some rela some relationships, some marriages that does work, but it's nice to have somebody that is in a similar field that if you do have a stress, if you do have some kind of conflict, that that other person knows exactly what you're going through. And that's one thing that I, I kind of have learned from uh, Bonnie and Rich Voss is that- Well, look at them. They seem to yeah. have a nice relationship. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. people, they work together all the time and they- they're they both have senses of humor. Uh, Bisconti and I can like make fun of each other. And listen, this is why I don't think dating apps really work. If you're just looking, I've never even wanted to get married. I definitely don't want kids. I will not have kids. I will not uh, uh, go back on that. I Everyone's going to say, you say that now. Well, I hate that. I'm like, good God, that trope. Jesus. No, I definitely don't. He's okay with it. Also, he's 24 years older than me. What are we? They're going to be in high school. He's going to be at the graduation with a walker. No, no, thank you. But he, he needed a walker the other night, though. In I, fairness, uh, <laughs> he was with a, little, with a little tennis balls at the bottom of it. It's all adrenaline. He gets on stage and he drinks. He does shots with the fans when he gets off stage. Boom. That's why he couldn't um, come with the, uh, us to the Borgata. But um, where was I going with this? It's this is why I don't think dating apps really work. If you are just your entire goal in life is to just get married. I don't think you are. Love yourself, be married to yourself, be happy with who you are. And then you're just not going to meet somebody online and be like, you check all these boxes. What are you going to talk about when they get home? nothing 
You have nothing in common. You meet people in life at jobs. At uh, It doesn't always work out, but you have to have some common ground. It can't just be like this tall, this old, this young, this, you know, likes the brand Lacoste um, favorite artist is Green Day. Like it, it just can't, it can't be that. It's just not sustainable. So. Well, that's, uh, that's, it's almost like a job interview at that point. It turns into right. LinkedIn. It's weird. Right. It's, it, it's very odd. I remember when I was on the dating apps year, you know, I've been with my wife for almost seven years. Well, actually over seven years now. Right. And we, she is lovely, by the way. I meant to say that. My God, she's beautiful and just the sweetest thing ever. My yeah, God. Bill from Jersey was uh, like, I couldn't tell if they were because he was buying shots, but then he Irish goodbye. And I'm like, you were like her security. I didn't have to worry about her the rest of the night. All yeah, these crazy exactly. people. But when we, um, uh, w- before we got together, because we actually matched on a dating app, but we were also Facebook friends and Twitter friends and everything like that. And we knew right. the same people. So when we had first gotten together, it was just a whole big thing where it's like, oh, hey, I'm friends with them and you're friends with them too. So it you had just, common ground. Okay, that fit. makes sense, right. But yeah. I was on the apps and especially Bumble is the one thing where they have the, the, the women have to make the first move. And they ha- and you realize, boy, women do not have game. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, smiley face, or it became a questionnaire. Hey, tell me, tell me five things about yourself Four of them are true and one is a lie. And I have to figure out which one is the lie. You know, what, I, I, what are we doing here? And, but when you put in that bio of I'm six feet tall, I weigh this much, I go to the gym, I do, do this for a living, I do this, this, and this. It just turns into instead of, so what do you do? It turns into, oh, uh, so I see you do this. It kind of takes a little bit of that conversation of uh, in the intrigue of what a person does, if you're just going to put it out there. And that's the other point of it, too. You guys you guys ended up having common ground. But where is the OK, I'm going to swipe. Left on this person, if they're not. Did I if I, I've had a Tinder and, and a well and a and a hinge or whatever, I've never met with anybody on them ever because I'm like, well, what if I swiped left on Bisconti because he wasn't in my age parameter? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's where's the Zaza Zoo? You know when you know. Bisconti and I always had a connection. We, yes, we do sort of the same things, but we're not up each other. He doesn't, he's not up my ass all the time. Other guys that I've dated that weren't in comedy, where are you? I don't understand why you're out so late. Does it, you really can't be? I'm like, God. Yeah. It's just not even worth it. So you have to have some, some sort of common ground. Or, yeah, do you think I put in my hinge profile? I would like a an an elderly alcoholic named Eugene <laughs> that wears a headband. No, I and wouldn't uses have slurs put that. And... <laughs> but that's the man I fell in love with in life. So well, that's what would... we did. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point. It's so weird with dating that that is normal now. That meeting someone in a bar, meeting someone through friends is considered creepy, It's which is really strange. It's now it's no, dating is normally you go through that whole process. And then sex on the first date is it's in, especially in France, but in a lot of places, it's let's do this. Let's see if you're compatible. So you have to try it before you buy it. I mean, that's perfectly fine. There's also nothing wrong with a good test drive. Right. It's a test drive. Exactly. There's nothing wrong. I've had many great, like, I call them slam pieces in my life. Just like, it's nothing serious. We're just hanging out. You go through, you go through those phases of life. Doesn't necessarily have to be anything other than that. The key is, yeah, you want to hopefully they're a little bit closer to your age, but if they're not, then who cares? You know, but you got to that point where it's like, okay, I could, I can see this. So he's the one. How, how did the wait? How did the proposal go? How did that go with you and Gino? I'm like, well, um, he heard on a. My mom and dad are divorced, by the way, but are still really good friends. They they both love him. That we all hang out all the time, right? But he heard on the podcast that I did. I knew he was gonna propose i just knew it was gonna happen i'm like if you fucking if this idiot does this like it's some stage in new jersey or something i'm gonna be really upset so it was our year anniversary in the morning that we woke up 
um, I was just peeing and, uh, oh, sorry, let me go back. My dad just, uh, I was like, mom, how did, uh, dad proposed to you? She was like, he just gave me the ring in the kitchen, basically. And I was like, and then Gino heard that. And then I woke up after that. We had a great night. And then I came out of the bathroom and I looked like shit. And he just had the ring on his like shoulder like this. And I was like, what's that? He's like, you know what that is. And to me, that was sweet. It wasn't some like orchestrated thing. He did it because it. I love my mom and dad so much. It was like this like really sweet, intimate moment where it wasn't I'd be a nervous wreck if I were like expecting had he done it on stage or like or or like at a Chargers game. No, I would have just (laughs) would you would you have been one of those viral clips of you just walking out or slapping him and then they just cut to him like the Larry David thing from Curb of just (laughs) like, can you believe what I got to go through? Probably not. I would have been all right with it. I knew it was coming, but I'm like, this God, if this is going to be some weird thing, then no. And also, yeah, it was just the perfect thing for us. And uh, yeah, I know I can't complain about it because I wasn't expecting it. I was surprised and it was just like a really intimate, cute moment. And it meant something because he listened to what and, you know. My parents are divorced, but they're still friends. He listened to what my what I said on my show, which was really cute. So, so I guess the last thing is when when is the when we see the wedding bells or hear the wedding bells at least? It is this year. Um, Ooh! So, um, stay tuned. We're going to get married in Charleston, where I went to college, not at the college, not and not West Virginia. So if you're going to go to West Virginia and you're like, wait a second here, (laughs) no, it'll be at the end of this year or in the latter half of this year, uh, in South Carolina, where I'm from, because we all sort of have, we both have family all over. So we're like, let's just go here and yeah, also, you're from um, there and his dad uh is uh living there right now in anthony cumia <laughs> his dad. yes everybody's daddy attending. Right yes right they're in um uh, they're a couple of hours away but um yes so uh cumia and uh his lovely lovely um girlfriend will also be there and yeah everybody's just excited and you know what the less people that come if they can't come and make the trip that's fine no worries so We're going to go and have fun. I've been to Charleston for a total of, I think, eight hours. And I had a friend of mine that we went down there because she was auditioning for a movie, which is being filmed in Charleston. And as I film a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. It was called Little Red Wagon. (laughs) And I I never heard of it. Never seen it. Came out 2012. This was in April of 2010. And uh, yeah, my friend was like, uh, hey, what are you doing on Tuesday? And I said, nothing. I wasn't really working. And she said, "Uh, would you mind coming with me? I need somebody to go with me to Charleston because she had another person she wanted to go with. But he's a smoker and she refused to have him smoke in the car. And he's one of those guys that's just every every three minutes just puff something out. Um, so she's like, I know you don't smoke. So would you mind heading down there? I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I got nothing going on. So drove straight through into Charleston, took a quick nap, went to a, I think a circle K and (laughs) like put like splash some cold water and audition for a movie. And I was just there as just a companion. They're like, Hey, do you want to audition too? Sure. Why not? And then finding out, uh, so where are you guys from? It's like, Oh, from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And they said, Ohio. Uh, you guys know that this is only a locals audition only, right? <laughs> so we wasted we wasted a 12 hour drive to Charleston. So then we went to a Waffle House and drove back to Ohio. So that's my Charleston experience. You know, it Waffle House is in Charleston. The drunk one that I always used to not the drunk one. I was drunk when I went there. They will let you smoke in there if you want. You have to, to be drunk at Waffle House. I yeah, thought that was a exactly. if you're not fighting or fucking, you're drinking. Exactly. Oh, I've had the best. So you must you must go to Charleston. It is oh my God. It is the funnest city ever. Not under the circumstances. Did you? And I realize you're from the Cleveland. Uh, you're from the you're from Cleveland. Sure am. I could is probably stand on my house balloon, through the skyline. The Cleveland balloon disaster is my favorite disaster. I had a shirt made. I might talk about it tonight. No one ever cares about this. You, you, you know, know what's what funny is? about that? So uh, yeah, I. 
So it was two years before I was born. I was 86. Yeah. And I didn't know about the balloon disaster until about 2017. Yes. It was an, it was it was not a thing. And I my dad was a cop at the time. And I said, Dad, do you remember this? He says, I have no idea. I said, you are a Cleveland police officer. And there was this whole stage thing. They had everybody out there. And we're going to set this record of this balloon thing. One million and balloons. It, and then the balloons went into Lake Erie. And the uh, there were like divers. Or, or no, there was a boat and fishermen who fishermen. fell off the coast. And I've they couldn't find it because there were too many balloons in the water. They couldn't find so they their thought, life jackets. Is, is that a head right there? Nope, it's another balloon. Two men died because Cleveland, who where they're not made fun of already enough, wanted to, they're like, people are going to love us now. People are going to, you know, really, really take us seriously now. So they put a million balloons No more balloons mistake the on the air. lake is what they said. Yes. And, okay, and because it became- it. I'm covering it tonight. It, no one knows about this disaster enough. It's the funniest because thing. Because it, it was such a disaster- Oh, I, I again, I was born in 88. I, that meant I was almost 30 by the time I first heard about the balloon disaster because they essentially scrubbed it from every article from the historical society. You couldn't find it until some people were floating images that looked like it, it really looked like that gossamer, that uh, red monster from the Bugs Bunny cartoons behind the big terminal tower. And I, I remember going, what is this? And I watched a whole documentary on it. And I know I watched that. There's like one I stumbled on it upon it on YouTube. And I when I saw it, this was like 2000, you said 17. So I must have maybe 2019. I've always been obsessed with it. I anybody that's from Cleveland, I'm like, do you remember this? They're like, no, because it was the biggest misstep of anything in life. I hate that two people passed away from it, but it is the most hilarious thing. It's ever. the most Cleveland thing. It's like they are, this is what we have in Cleveland. We have bad sports teams. We have a balloon disaster and people like Chad Zumach, Ray DeVito and yours truly who uh, <laughs> come out of it. Just the pride of Cleveland here. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Oh, that's Well, so uh, that podcast, by the way, for folks who want to check it out, is the is Keanu Cast. Go over to YouTube and go check her out there. And uh, you're on the road with Chrissy. Well, what's the plug again? Um, so Keanu C. Thompson on YouTube. I'm live Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday for a cooking stream. And then you can come to Morris Plains, New Jersey at Tiff's Ale House, the dojo of comedy. I'll be opening for Chrissy Mayer. Uh, go to my Instagram, Keanu C. Thompson, or my Twitter, Keanu C. Thompson. It's all the same for the exact dates and times. So. And one last hurrah on your OnlyFans. Oh, yes. And if you'd like to subscribe to my OnlyFans, you may go ahead. I may not get rid of it, but uh, there's plenty of stuff on there for you to take a look at if you would like. Pl plenty of stuff for you to have a box of Kleenex next to you and, and exactly. some lotion. That's well, Keanu, thanks we so much it. for doing this again. And you, uh, yeah, and uh, it was great seeing you. And I will I'll see you, you and Gino at some point soon. Good luck with everything. And uh, yes. good, luck with the, good luck with the wedding planning. I know Thank how that you. is. Next time you're in the city, let's hang out. You and your wife are so lovely. Thank you guys for, uh, we, I felt like we had a really fun time. The show was great. The, you guys are amazing. The show was a shit show and I wouldn't have had it any other way. I love a good shit show. Yes. It was too <laughs> much fun. Yes. And but. speaking of shit shows, thank you for watching my podcast. <laughs> yes. It's the check your brain podcast. Doug. Uh, thank you for watching or listening to it. I'll be back with you with another free episode next Wednesday of the check your brain podcast. Goodbye, everybody.